Welcome to Moments in Truth. I am your host, G.T. Stikes. The purpose of Moments in Truth is to give you a few minutes of encouragement by providing simple truths from God's Word, identified and explained from a biblical worldview. And today we are finishing up the conversation with Jesus and the woman at the well. Now, if you missed our last episode, I would encourage you to go back and give it a listen so that you have better context for this episode. Now, if you have your Bibles, open them up with me to the book of John chapter 4. And we're going to begin looking at verse 27. Now, if you don't have your Bible, don't worry about it. Just listen along as I read. And at this point, his disciples came, again, speaking of Jesus, and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? Now, why it is strange that Jesus would be talking to the woman is because of the societal structure at the time. For a man to speak directly to a woman, even alone, came across as an inappropriate thing to do. Now, it's interesting here because God takes the things that are ridiculous in our culture and cuts through them to get right to the point. Jesus was not disobeying law. He was introducing real spiritual life. Now, look with me at verse 28. The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat, which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages, and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. Now, when Jesus' disciples return and encourage Jesus to eat, and Jesus responds that he has food which they do not know, the disciples' natural reaction is, who gave him food? Did he eat already when we were gone out buying food? And then Jesus then explains what he's saying. God sent Jesus to do his will. And that is Jesus' primary focus, to do God's will and to finish it. Now, Jesus uses a farming analogy here to teach. He identifies that even though it may still be another four months until the farmer's harvest, it's because they are looking at the wrong harvest. Stop looking at the physical and start looking at the spiritual, because the spiritual harvest is ready now to be harvested. The people have come and want to hear the good news that Jesus has to share. Now is the time to put the effort into reaping the spiritual harvest. Now look again with me at verse 36. Jesus continues to explain that those who prepare the fields and plant the fields and those who reap the fields are all building for themselves treasures in heaven. And they have this in common. They may be laboring at different points, but they are all laboring together. Now today, we all have everyday opportunities to encourage someone with a truth from God's word. 
And when we do that, we are working in this farming analogy. Now, depending on who that person has had contact with, let's say another encourager, we may not be planting a seed, but we may be watering the fields. You know, we are working in an area that someone else has worked on before. Now, sometimes we are getting that field ready. Sometimes we are planting and sometimes we are watering. The important thing is that we continue to present truth and we let God prepare the harvest. Now, the disciples were short-sighted. They only looked at the here and now. Their bellies desired food, so all they thought about was filling their bellies. Jesus, however, looked at the full picture. Although he was tired and hungry, it was more important at that time to give the spiritual food to those who were hungry for it. All right, look with me at verse 39. And many of the Samaritans at that city believed in Jesus because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with him. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Now the Samaritans believed who Jesus was not because of what he did, but because of what he said. Now think about this for a moment. The Samaritan woman tried so many different avenues to find happiness. She tried things. She tried relationships. She even worshipped idols and different gods, and everything fell short. She was unsatisfied with what life had to offer, and it wasn't until she met the Messiah that her sins and her wrong desires were revealed to her. We will never be satisfied in life when we search for different things and different relationships to make us happy outside of the will of God. Now, God abundantly supplies all of our needs. God is the one who reveals to us our wrongs, not to hurt us, but to show us that we need to change in order to have real, genuine peace through God. Now, I believe that there are two takeaways that we have from our text today. Number one, encourage. Jesus is encouraging. He comes to the city in Samaria to encourage this woman and to encourage the people. And what is he doing? He is planting. He is watering. And according to verse 42, he is also reaping the harvest. Now, God has called the gospel believer to do two primary things. Now, there are many things that come from these two things. But the primary responsibilities that we have is to be faithful to him and to encourage others with what we learn about him. Now, this is not just for pastors or missionaries or evangelists that have been called to go out and plant seeds or water the fields or reap the harvest. Every gospel believer is called to go out and tell the world about the encouragements of Jesus Christ. So how do you put this in action today? How do you apply this? Well, take what you are learning and go encourage someone with it. Take what you are learning from reading your Bible and tell others about it. Don't be afraid. God will care for you just as he cared for Jesus. Never stop encouraging. And then number two, stay focused. 
I believe this is another great reminder for us to put the most important thing in our life first and keep it there. It's another great reminder as well to not get distracted. It's really easy to get distracted from what is most important. Work hard not to get distracted from what is most important. Now, there are many times that when I am out and about working on my to-do list that I'm only thinking about that list. I'm only thinking about what I need to accomplish and what I have planned for my day. And the problem is that when we do that, we are self-focused or we could say self-centered or self-absorbed. Everything is about us. Now, as gospel believers, we are to be God-centered and other-focused. So how do we put this in action today? Well, leave room in your life for others. Sometimes we can be so militant with our schedules. We can even get angry when things don't work out right, even though we know that God is in control of all things and everything happens for his good. Those pauses in life may be there in order for us to learn something or even give someone else encouragement. Consider this. Pray. Pray before you go to work or go to the store or go to school. Pray for the opportunity to encourage someone and don't shy away when that opportunity comes. Instead, be ready. Let me give you a great meditation for today that is a reminder of what we have discussed. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 through 7, which says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Again, you may plant, You may water, you may be the one preparing the field even for the planting. Someone else may be watering. But regardless, we're all working together to accomplish God's will. Now, we aren't called to do any of the saving or any of the hard work in changing people's hearts. We don't do that. Only God can do that. We just are here to simply encourage and let God do the work. Let me pray for you today. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your goodness and your provisions for us in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that we have a complete Bible that is chocked full of encouragement that we can go back to at any point in our day, any point of our struggle. We can go back and be encouraged by it, Lord. I pray that as we are being encouraged by the Scripture, even as we are encouraged by this podcast, that we would go out and we would use it to encourage other believers and encourage even unbelievers. Let us go out and encourage others as we know that you have called us to do. Lord, I also pray that you would help us to stay focused on your will over our own wills. And Lord, I know for myself, I struggle with this. I get caught up so many times in what I'm thinking and what my plans are. But Lord, help us to leave space open to be able to talk to others, to be able to encourage others, to be able to tell others about you. I pray, Lord, that you would help us today to be ready 
for that person that you have for us to talk to. Help us not to be afraid. Help us to push forward and keep going and giving your word out to the lost in the world. In your name, I pray these things. Amen. Well, don't miss our next episode. It is the last one for this series. Jesus will be identifying someone with great faith. And what is great faith? We'll find out more about this in the next episode in episode 13. Well, thank you for listening to Moments in Truth with GT Stikes. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to today's podcast. We would love for more people to hear the truth of God's word. You can help us reach more people by sharing, following, and subscribing to this podcast. Please be sure to check today's show notes for links to any additional resources, encouragements, and how you can help with this ministry.